Father, we just thank you. <laughs> Before I start, we thank you, God, for just for what you are to us, oh God, today, God. We thank you, oh God, that, you know, I read one scripture saying we just like filthy rags, but I thank you that you took these filthy rags and cleaned them up for your purpose, oh God. And because of that, we are here today, God, to worship you, to praise you, to listen to your word, oh God, to just indulge in your glory, oh God. And we thank you this morning, oh God. We thank you for the testimonies that went forth and those that had a desire but did not. We thank you for the healing of their bodies, oh God. Confession, oh God. Confessions made whole to the to their bodies. We speak life right now in the name of Jesus, God. And I'm nothing, God. I, and I don't proclaim to be anything before you, but I thank you for choosing me for this moment, oh God, for this time, this hour, oh God. And as I yield my members to you, even the more, God, elevate me, God, so that I can do what you would have me to do, so I can say what you want me to say, so I can be the person, the God person that you would have me to be your ambassador here on this earth, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Not my will, God, because my will doesn't mean anything, but your will be done in the name of Jesus through me, God, in the name of Jesus. And I thank you right now, God, use me this morning, oh God. To be your servant. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. A lot of all doubt right now, all fear right now. And God, the, the inadequacies that I have within myself, oh God, you allow your spirit to take control right now in the name of Jesus. It's not me, but it's you, Lord. And I praise you now, Lord Jesus. I praise you for your word in the mighty name of Jesus. All right. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. And hallelujah. And we we've been in we've been in a series talking about starting the series talking about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. Um and I mean it's it's a it, it's the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. You want some you know, old school we call it the Holy Ghost. Yeah, new school we call it the Holy Spirit. In Bible Old Testament, they call it the Holy Spirit when the Spirit of God came upon you. The Spirit, the Spirit came on, you know. But in the New Testament, they call it the Holy Ghost. They were filled with the Holy Ghost. But you know, the infilling of God's Spirit that keeps us. Now, um, I'm so I'm just thankful for having the opportunity to stand. Uh, we had, uh, we had, uh, you know, the you know, the Sister Linda, she's, she brought forth the beginning, um, coming from the Genesis, you know, at the beginning. Uh, Sister D came back with the, with, um, from uh, the next step, stage, the next stage was talking about a man and everything like that. But here, we're talking about, so my point is today that I got to talk to you about Noah again. Y'all, you don't remember the last time we talked about Noah. You know, and I did not bring my Noah notes so that way I can't get into this, but I gotta keep it around the area of the Spirit of God, God Holy Spirit, you know, and what purpose it played in in doing this time, which really the Spirit of God, like Linda came out and said, it hovered, it hovered over everything, everything. It was everywhere. God's spirit was everywhere in the beginning before we anything ever was. So we already know that, you know. That his spirit, his spirit just flowed over darkness. Yeah. It just, you know, until God said, hey, let there be light. Yeah. 
You know what? I, I now, and, and I got to thinking, you know, um, and I'm just going to come around to where I'm at, and I'm, I'm going to wrap this thing up. But the thing is, is that God, God has proven that if we begin to learn the fact that he has given us a gift, which is the Holy Spirit, we call it the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. But if we begin to start exercising that gift, we would never be sick. Mm. We would never be broke. Mm. We would never be without. You know, and the reason why, Pastor, why do you say that? The reason I say that is because, because as I begin to start studying God's word even more, and I've been studying this book for many years, for many years, but for some reason, seeming that posture, looking at the, uh, this, looking at it in a whole different realm, perspective, I begin to start seeing something else, how powerful the Holy Spirit is, should be inside of us. So can I we can quote scriptures? I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. But what is that? What is the Christ that strengthens you to be able to do all things? And see, and the thing about it is during the time when you begin to start teaching about God's Holy Spirit in the beginning, before Adam and Eve came, but there, there was God's Spirit was everywhere. It was everywhere. And then God said, Let there be powerful word let there be and there it was each time God said let there be so his spoken word was so powerful it had such an anointing on it that when he spoke there it was right. Woo. Yeah. so so I come to the conclusion that when I wake up tomorrow morning which was today that I'm not going to be sick when I've been reading this word, I still try, I told myself every single day that I've read this, been reading this book, that I'm no longer going to confess sickness. I'm no longer going to speak about sickness. Don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about anybody because you know the stuff that's going on in my body, right? And, and, and you know, they just said, one doctor said, I can't be cured for what I got going on in my body. So what? So, so the things that happened in the Bible, there was no cure for some of them folks. Mm -hmm. If you had lepers, guess where you had to be? You had to be outside the city gates. Hello, somebody. Because you was not welcome in the city because you was infected. So if you got infected a few weeks ago, you had to get out of the city. But God's spirit, God's spirit, the spirit that has power over all things, when we speak, it shall so, so shall it see. Well, we say, the Bible said, we have faith grain and must say the, the faith. The size of a mustard seed, <laughs> speak to the mountain, and it goes. We've been taught, we've been teaching, we've been saying, we go, I'm climbing up the rough side of the mountain. I ain't climbing up the rough side of the mountain. We sang that song, man. That's a nice melody to that song and everything. We like the beat, but we need to change those lyrics. Because we ain't climbing no rough side of the mountain. When God does say in his word, because of the spirit that dwells inside of us, that we can speak to the mountain and tell it, go, get out of here. All right. So, so, so the power of the spirit of God, and God said in the beginning, he said, look, and then when he did, then we turned around and he created man. After he did smoke everything like that, I'm just bringing you to, to see. He created man. He said, man laid down in the dirt. Then he said, look. He breathed himself inside that man, and the man became life. But you know what? The awesome thing about that was, and I'm going to bring you to Noah, to my point. The awesome thing was that he did 
He did everything that God did. Because God said, look, he said to he said, he said to the host that was that was with him, and, and we believe that it, you know, according to this book, it said it's a father, son, and the Holy Ghost. Now there was other spirits, there was there was other angels that were there, and the heavenly host was there, and he said, Look, let us make this man let now here it is. He we're gonna breathe life into him. My spirit breathe inside of him. So man became God. So we were God before Adam. Adam ate other fruits. Some say that he, he messed up. Eve didn't mess up. Adam messed up. But when the head messed up, it messed up everything. Y'all know that's true. Sometimes if the head ain't right, then everything else ain't right. Because that's it. That's the order. I don't care what nobody say. You know, I, I read a little spot on the book that I didn't agree with, but that's okay. But that was his interpretation. But my interpretation said when the head, when the head falls off. Then everything is messed up. That's why God wants the head to be in its place. Right. He wants the head to be in place. The church can't operate if the head ain't right. Hello, somebody. Uh -huh. God is not going to move the way that he's supposed to move if we're not where we're supposed to be. But he has given us, and we'll go back now, let me go to the run to the old New Testament. He's given us a comforter. Yeah. He's given us a power. He's given us the ability to be able to overcome everything that comes in my way because the Bible says that he will allow, allow anything to come upon you unaware. I know y'all say he ain't read no scriptures. I am giving you scriptures. But see, you know, we're going to be talking about from out of Genesis, Genesis, the fifth chapter, sixth chapter, seventh chapter, eighth chapter, Psalms 19, and then we're going back to Genesis, the 22nd chapter. Okay. So we're going to read my scriptures. I'll give it to you. Just in case I run, we just go run them up. Okay, it's going to be, okay, Genesis, you can write these down so I can just go ahead on. Because I feel like that's going on according to what the Spirit is leading me to do. All right? I read these scriptures. You have read them too over and over again. Mm -hmm. We done talked about them. We done preached them. We done talked. Genesis uh, 5 and 29. 5 and 29, it says, and the Lord called his name Noah. And I, you know, I had to read over this, and I had to read over this, and I had to read over this, and read over this, and I had to go through different, different interpretations of this, Genesis 5 and 29. Also, it's going to be uh, Genesis 6 and 22, 7 and 1, 8 and 6. Am I going too fast? Okay. All right. Hold on. Genesis 5 and 29. Genesis 6 and 22. Genesis. Seven and one. Genesis eight, sixteen, twenty-one, Psalms nineteen and fourteen. And then my last part of scriptures, because I gotta talk about Abraham on this thing too, is Genesis twenty-two, twelve, and then it's fifteen through eighteen. Those are the scriptures. Now I might not I I might read one or two and then keep on going. Mm -hmm. But I just want I just want to give you bring you to speed of where we're going to be in reference to the Holy Spirit and what I what God has given me uh, because it was kind of tough it was and I say this it was kind of tough to talk about the Holy Spirit when this, the Holy Spirit wasn't even really doing a whole lot back in them days you know, we don't know how blessed we are you know I, I realize how blessed we are when I started reading this. And come to find out that, that the Spirit of God didn't move like he's moving on us right now. He was particular about who he allowed his Spirit to be upon. Yep. 
So if you was not in the right perspective with him, then the spirit of God would not come upon you like that. You, you had to be different. I'm going to talk to you about that. You had to be different. So, all right. So let me read this. Okay, 29 says, I got to read at least one scripture right here. And he called his name, this is King James. Okay, my King James Version. Uh, and he called his name Noah, saying, This same shall comfort us concerning our work and toil of our hands because the ground which the Lord has cursed. All right, so I had to keep reading that thing. Hey, you know, sometimes you just gotta keep reading something because it, it, you can, you can, you can hear it, but you can't feel it. You know what I'm saying? Not that I fall asleep on reading Bible anymore, because I don't fall asleep and read the Word. I can fall asleep on everything else—a movie, all this other stuff, you know. But I, I don't fall asleep word reading the Word uh, it, it, anymore. But you know, it was, you know, when, when Adam and Adam they did their thing, they. God told them that this ground was going to be cursed. You're going to have to work. Told dude, you're going to have to work. You are going to have to work. Men, folks, we was cursed to work by the sweat of our brow. Grounds would be cursed, so we had to till it to bring forth anything. Because that, that's what that's see. This is what this would know. His dad, his dad needed a son because you know why? He was tired of getting out there and father walking behind an oxen and tilling the ground. He needed a son. Or some son, and that's what we do. We want sons ourselves. We want we want sons so the sons can help us out. You know, I was praise God that we have that. When you know, I was expecting me to be a boy, but she came out to be a girl. You know, so she came out. She came out, and I try to teach her, teach her all the stuff that I thought I knew. You know, so she'd be ready for society when she stepped out there. But she was just a girl too. You know, and so I had to teach her brother some of this, all these things. But at that time, he didn't want to know these things. Because he did not want to get his hands dirty. He didn't want to do none of that stuff. You know? But Neek never mind doing it. When I got underneath the car, Neek got underneath the car. You know, that spirit was on her. You know? Because she was the first born. You know? So so the spirit will fall on you know, you know, it was like it's like firstborn. The firstborn always was the best one for some reason. That's what it was. It, it, it did the first man, the first male. But you know, I thank God for my daughter. But then again, bug got changed. Daddy got underneath the car, boy got underneath the car. He got grease on his hand. I showed him how to get grease off his hand. You know, because you don't have to walk around with grease on your hands all the time. Y'all know how I work with or something like that. You never see my hand. That's right. Amen. Uh, but anyway, anyway, so here it is. They, they, their parents, they uh, they call they call Noah because that meant comfort. Believe me, it means comfort. And and the thing about it is, is that they was expecting him to comfort them in the labor. They wanted him to help them, bring them out of that turmoil. They working their butts off. Can I just talk like that? Huh? You know, because that's what we do sometimes. And then we hopefully that when we have a child, children, that they will help us out. But that's not always true sometimes, folks. I'm going to lift my hand. I, I thank God for mine because they help us out. But that's not true in all situations. But then again, why? That's not true. It's simply because it's all in the way how you raise your children. Amen. And, you know, so so here it is. <clears throat> As we find out that in this story that Noah was, he was an upright man. He was God. He, he loved God. Mm -hmm. He feared God. He just, he just did whatever God told him to do. And see, and that's the reason why the Spirit was upon him to do what he had to do. 
but he was the only one. But there was, you know what? And God said, He, he said, Look, is there any if there's, if there's some more people out here that we can get, let's do it. We're gonna give them an opportunity to get 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 right. Because let me tell you something. In this story, there was there was so much sin. Sin was rapid during these times. It was on a rampage. And I was saying to myself, I was like, I, when I was reading this, I was saying to myself, well, babe, hey, how could sin have been on a rampage when the folk was not, when, when God was right there, right there? We don't have the option of God being, he's here. But they were seeing God perform. They were seeing God's work. The manifestation of his spirit. They seen the angels. The angels came down. Spoken to them. They seen all of this. You know, they didn't have the option, they had the option that we had. Go up in the upper room and wait till the spirit of God come. Jesus said, come, go wait, go wait. I got something for you that's going to be even better. It's gonna, you're going to be able to do all things. You're going to be able to do greater works than I do. But Noah, the, he said, the Bible said that him and his family was upright. That's the word they use, upright. You know, in other words, they were obedient. Mm -hmm. They followed the commandments, you know, of the Lord. Now, mind you, we done, we done gone through Cain and Abel and all this stuff, Cain killing Abel and Pride is the first sin of pride popping out. Well, no, no, let them know Lucifer with the pride there sin. And then, and then murder, the first murder coming out with Cain and Abel, you know, because of a sacrifice, because your sacrifice didn't get accepted. You know, does that sound familiar sometimes? Because if we're not in the right place with God, if God's spirit is not inside of us, then certainly we would have a point of jealousy like Cain did. You know, and we walk around in, in 2022 with an attitude of jealousy right now. People do. Yeah. That's why folk kill folks. Yeah. You know, it ain't get they ain't get mad because I'm bigger than you. No, they jealous of you. You know, I've never seen it. When I was working for the city, I didn't get it. You know, when you know we we coming to church, we doing all this, we running the church, and then all of a sudden, all my co-workers, they 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 jealous of me. You've been working for the city for 30 years. I've just been there for five years. I started off at 12, 12, 5, 5, 5. 12,000 And I got four kids and a wife. But you know what? We had the Spirit of God in our life. You know, and God said that I will take care of you. And you know, when you God tell you something, then you got to stand on his word. You got to believe what God's word says. And we fall short in believing what God's word says. He said that he would do it, and if God said that he would do it, then why do we doubt saying that either? I refuse to because the Spirit of God lives inside of me. Mm -hmm. This Spirit didn't live inside there. God said, he said, you know what he said? He said, this stuff is a mess. <laughs> he said, this is a mess. Sin is plague. Sin is like a plague. That's what he said. It spreads so rapidly. And I'm trying to figure out, you know, but they, they, all they had to do, the way I see it, all they had to do was just take him, probably read the Bible, go to church, and just praise God. Just praise him. Build an altar. Build an altar. Do your little thing. Put your little goats and sheep and whatever you put down there, your pigeons, and, and just go ahead on and thank God and move on. 
They didn't have to do all the stuff like, you know, we have, we, you know, we, 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 we don't, we, maybe we need to build some altars too. I mean, I think I preached that one time about building an altar. Yeah, you know, because it changes things, you know. We used to think about there, there's a place that God wants us to be in, you know, and, and in order to get that place with God, then we have to make some extra sacrifices. This doesn't matter anything to me anymore, who I am. What matters most of all is who God called me to be and who God has chosen me to be, you know, and recognizing that I am of him. You know, Adam messed up. And Noah had to fix it up. He had to, he had to be the fixer of <laughs> You know, and God, because look, the worst thing that we can do is have God say, hey, you know what? I regret. I'm ready to you know. I regret you that I ever made you. And that's what he did with the people at that time in Noah's time. It was just it that it was so much evil that it stunk in God's nostrils. And of course, of course, the writer says, "Well, you could have. God could have just. He could have just said, okay, i 'Okay, I'm gonna kill everybody. and I'm just gonna start all over again.' And did he didn't even need Noah to do that." He could have spoken because in the beginning he spoke everything into existence. Right. Then he told he got dirt down on the ground and formed a formed a man and then breathed life into him. He could have did this all over again, put them back in the garden and started this thing all over again. Question is why he didn't do it. Mm. The question I asked myself, why God didn't just do that? Or what you can imagine what it would be like that to have a second chance. We would have had a second chance. No, but we did have a second chance because guess what? He sent his son Jesus. That's right. Amen. <laughs> he sent his son Jesus. Yes. You know. Yeah. But before he got to Jesus, guess what? Had what had to happen? It had to be a cleansing. Yeah. A cleansing had to take place. Mm -hmm. Some could say, well, it was a genocide. Genocizing. That was God's genocide in the earth. Okay, so what? He had to do what he had to do because he does not deal with sin. And I think sometimes if we recognize the fact that that you know that the only way that we can overcome sin is that we have to have the Spirit of God inside of us. The Holy Ghost has to be living inside of us. I'm not saying that you're not going to sin, you're not going to do wrong, because we're going to subject to mistakes because of who we are. But the fact of the matter is, is that the more we put, the more we abide in His Spirit, the more we draw closer to Him, the more we get into His Word, the more we pray to Him, the more we make sacrifices and say, "No longer me, God, but it's all about You. I love You so much, God, that I want." To just be there for you no matter what. It will change the world. It will change the world. You said it so clearly. If we just get one, if we just take one, you said the same thing. I heard you say the same thing. I witnessed to one person. If I could just witness to one person, and that's all it takes. But the spirit got to be inside of you, motivating you, which it does. Amen. It's the word of God that moves. And, you know, we don't have to have every scripture. To, you know, we got to we got to quote every scripture to people. You don't have to do that. You know, you just have to live your life. Amen. That's all. Your life has to be an example. And this right. is what I found out with Noah. His life was an example. Amen. Guess what? His son's life was an example. And then God said, okay, this is what God said. Look, I'm going to give you some instructions. He ain't no carpenter. 
He was not a carpenter. He was not a boatsman. He was not a, a, a herdsman. You know? He was not. No, it wasn't. But the Spirit of God came upon him and gave him the ability to do the things that he did to build a boat when he did was he and to be an architect when he wasn't even a designer. That's right. Amen. And then he gave him the instructions. He followed the instructions to the letter, and the boat did not have no holes in it. It, it mended itself when the water hit it. That's when he right. closed the door, the door sealed itself. And this is what it said. But you know what? I had I, I I got hit with a revelation when I got to talking about when I got this uh, you know this here I, I, something came on me and I started thinking I said well you know what God God is so awesome and the Holy Spirit is so powerful and that that these people was on this boat they was on this boat the eight people that was on the boat the eight people that was on the boat there's the eight I said Noah his wife his yeah and his three sons and their wives. So that was eight people on the boat with a whole bunch of animals. <clears throat> now I'm gonna hit you with something right quick. You got you got no on the boat. Two times two of every day. Yeah. What you afraid of? What animal are you afraid of? Huh? What animal are you afraid of? Huh? She, I'm saying scared. If you see if he came, if this, if this animal came in the door right now, what would snake, huh? Lion, bear, uh, uh, and not what about the critters? Roaches? Cockroach? We run, we run, this thing ain't no bigger than this. That big. And we all in the chairs. We in the chairs. But here's here. You know what? And I got, and the Lord spoke to me. You know, He said, "Look, the thing was was that this, and I got to understand. I got, I seen how powerful the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit in His emphasis is this. This, He said, the boat and all the animals on the boat uh -huh. was with one accord, one mind, one heart. Come on. Uh -oh. And they was of one spirit because of the Holy Spirit." Because of God's spirit inside the boat. Come on. Wow. The lion didn't eat the sheep. That's right. The wolf chases out the sheep and so well as the fox. Uh -huh. The snake didn't bite nobody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Can you imagine that walking up and you walk up and you lean up against the lean up against the, the, the post in the boat and there's a python wrapped around there and he wrapped himself around you, but yet it's still he don't choke you. How about this? All of them sitting up there eating together. But here's the other thing. <coughs> here's the other thing is that they were all with one accord. And I and, and I thought to myself, and this is what I do, I talk to myself and I say, Jesse, so what happened to mankind? How come that God can put all these creatures that he created all in the same being, different nationalities, different cultures, different whatever, and, and not harm one another. And hear us with our intelligence. And all of us that say we feel with God's spirit, 
that his spirit is living inside of us. But you understand, I can't get along with my brother. Or I can't get along with my sister. I, I, I got, I got, I, I, I know, I know that David is suffering right now, but I can't help him because guess what? If I take it, if I take a pull, if I take it, I, I need God to really speak to me. The Lord got to really, you know, they say this, the Lord has to really speak to me. I got to hear God say, Jesse, go help David. Y'all <laughs> say, but God, the spirit, the, the Holy Spirit puts it in our hearts to do. Yes. It's in our hearts. And see, and I and I believe this is what why why Noah did what he did. He said, God, I just do whatever you want me to do. And that's what he did. I just do whatever you want me to do, God. However you want me to do it, I'm just gonna do it. And because of his obedience, what God you blessed him. They started a whole nother nation with eight people. With eight people, they started a whole new world. Eight people and a boatload of animals. Creatures, all different type of creatures are in there, except for a fish, because the fish was already in the water. This is what the spirit of God would do. I like what the I like what the author says, and I had to I had to highlight this in my on my notes is that He who causes everything to be, and I thought that was so profound that He who causes everything to be and if i can get tapped into he who causes everything to be then i don't have to worry about a thing anymore then yes my neck can be healed because why i can call for the elders of the church to lay hands on me anoint me with oil according to what the scripture says and guess what and i can be healed of course if i need a new home because my old home is failing i can call for the elders because they sick my house is sick i need a new house See what I'm saying? Just because it says what it says, but the Spirit of God does anything that we ask it to do according to God's will. And his will is for us to prosper and be in good health. Woo! Amen. So. Read this little note right quick. And we're moving right along. And um, this this is out of the book. It says uh, out on the thirty page thirty. Is this I had to read this. I get this out of the book. It says in this instance, as it is true throughout the Bible, the Holy Spirit looks for a look for a human partner to accomplish His desires on earth. You see what it said? It looks for. It looked for the Holy Spirit looks for uh, a partner to accomplish His duties, His work. Is he can do it himself, but he wants to use us, a vessel. He needs a vessel. I used to like, I, I, I don't watch horror movies like I used to watch, but but I understand when you got the, when, when, when something needs, you have to be a host to something. And it may be something good, Dave, but it may be something bad. But in the other movies that I watched, it was always something bad, but they had to go inside you to end up, end up living. And because they couldn't live outside of, a, outside of a horse, a host. So it had to be inside of you to be able to live. And that's what the Holy Ghost is saying. I got to be inside of you so that I can work through you. Amen. Amen. Woo! So that's what happens. So let me move on to the next step here. Talk about Abraham for a second. And we already know about him too. Uh, because uh, we already know the story about Abraham. Abraham was chosen. He was he was God's man. I, I tell you the truth. 
He was he, Abram, he was God's man. Then God, you know, and then he went on, he went on, and, 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 and he did some. He, he, well, yes, he did. God, thank you. Yeah, he told some lies. Yes, he did. You know, because he thought it was for the safety of his family. Yeah. So he did. Yeah. So was he, but, but, and God got him to tell him a lie. But it didn't stop the blessing. It didn't stop the plan that God had for his life. Nope. It didn't stop what God had in store for him. His purpose was not tainted because he told that lie. Okay. This, is, this is my sister. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me get your sister. I'm taking her in. And all I'm burning on the inside. Man, what did I tell that? And then when the truth came out, you know, what happened? Everybody got towed off. That's all right. Everybody got towed off because he told a lie, but he was still blessed. How about that? How about that? Everybody else got cursed because, because of his lie, and his wife walked into somebody else's territory, and he almost got, she almost got gotten by. And God said, oh, no, you can't touch her. She, she chosen. You understand what I'm saying? So what I'm saying yeah. to you today is that because we are chosen and the spirit of God is inside of us, we can't be touched by anybody that's not. All right. All right. All right. Amen. God got somebody set up for us. He got his already planned for us. And the thing about it is we just have to wait for it. We just have to wait for it. But look, <clears throat> I got to close. Here, here in there, he says, uh, he said that the plan, the, the plan of God uh, was to was to come back, help get us to the point where we will not be under the shackles of sin and shame any longer, you know. And that's what the Holy Spirit will bring to us, bring us to the place where we would not have to be under that scrutiny. Okay, we did wrong, we did something, but God is a forgiving God. He's a loving God, and His Spirit comes to dwell inside of us and to change us, to make us to be what He wants us to be in this time. Hallelujah. Now, one of the greatest tasks that, that Abraham had to go through, sure, he met in Jezebel, you know, and he blessed him, you know, and because he blessed him, great things got, but he and Jezebel blessed him, you know, and stuff, but God still, the plan of God still was there, and God was going to say, look, I'm going to make your nation, I'm going to do everything. Don't you know who we are? Huh? Don't you know that the spirit, that spirit that was on Abraham is upon us? The prosper. To have, to not be poor? <laughs> Man, can I live 500 years? Yeah. Woo. Do I want to live 500 years? If I had to, yeah. As long as I'm going, God is doing what he said he's doing in my life. But he had to give up his son. He had to prove himself. Yeah. And sometimes God wants to say us, he, before we get the fullness of what God has for us, he wants to see if we're worthy of it. How long are you going to go? Will you, when you fall, we will give up. You gonna give him up? You'll give him up. God said, God said, look, give him up. Bring him, put him at, put him at, put him on top of the table. Mm -hmm. Put him on top of the table. Yeah, I'm gonna give you the knife. And you, I want you to stab him in his chest, in his heart. That's what the Bible says. Is that you gotta kill him? Put him in his chest. You know? How you gonna do it? I asked myself that question over and over again. Would I sacrifice the heir one of my children? God said so. That's a tough thing, isn't it? Sure. 
That's a tough. That's a toughie right there. And, and this writer says, do you know what? That was probably one of the toughest things that, all that God has ever performed in his life when it came down to mankind. It's that you have to give up your first and only child. Will you do it? But Abraham, he had his son, son carrying the wood, that was used, going to be used for the offering. <laughs> he carried wood that he got to lay on and get burned up with, you know, after he stabbed. So first you got to get stabbed, and then you got to get burned. So stabbed and cremated. Stabbed and cremated. But here's the thing. When he got down to that point, he was right there. And Isaac, you got to realize something. You can imagine how Isaac felt. He ain't seen nothing. Can you imagine? How he I can only imagine how I would have felt, man. If my, if my daddy had took me up on the mountain that God had posed and said, look, well, this is, you know, we going out, we getting ready to go out on a boat and go fishing, and I don't know how to swim. And then he turns around, he turns around and says, okay, get in the water, boy. I love you. Don't worry about it. I got you. But get in the water. You think I'm going to get in the water? Hmm? You think I'm going to get in the water? And I can't swim? No. I'm going to be crying, Daddy. Daddy, what you mean get in the water? I can't swim, Daddy. Get in the water. I got you. But you know what? Abraham knew that God had his back. No matter what. I really believe that because if he didn't, I think he probably would have been just like a common man. Says, says yes, you know what? Deep, hang on, do it. God, I can't do this. This is, you know how long it took you. You promised that you were gonna give me this. I trusted you, God. How many times we done told God that God, I trusted you and you told me you're gonna do this, but yet and still, what's taking it so long? Say my time, but the spirit is there. I feel your spirit, Lord. When I when I fall on my knees and pray, when I offer offer up a sacrifice on you, I feel you. I see your presence. I feel you all over me. But yet you're not on the inside of me here. Because the one more thing got to take place in order for that to happen. But he put him there. And then when he got ready, the Bible said when he lifted his hand and got ready to jig him, the voice came from out of heaven and told him to stop. It didn't say that it was the voice of God. It said it was the voice of the angel that came, that spoke on behalf of God. Told him, hey, Abraham, I'm speaking on behalf of God. Don't you do this to your son. I trusted Because you trusted God, stop. And all of a sudden, the Bible said, there was a rattling in the bushes. There was a rattling in the bush. God, almighty, no. They got caught up in the bushes. His horn got caught in the bush. Can you imagine what Isaac felt like? He can imagine. I can't imagine that boy was laying down there. He was sweating bricks, man. He was 12 years old. He was sweating bricks. Probably wet on himself, no doubt. You know, I know what I would have did. I would have been all, everything would have went loose. I would just say, Lord, please take me right now so I won't feel this blade going into my chest. But he went and got the, got the daggone thing, the ram, put it on there, and they, they killed it, they offered it up to God. But you know what? 
And throughout that, God, God honored his faithfulness, his trust in God. And you know, and then but understand this: they weren't filled with the Holy Ghost. They were not filled with the Spirit. They did not have no Holy Spirit. It was all on them. It's like you said. It was around them. It's just like it's just like uh, in the book of Exodus when they talk about Moses when they going when they going through uh, when they going through the, all the wilderness and everything like that it's burning up hot outside it's like it is like ninety five degrees outside and God God His Spirit is upon them is is overshadowing them it's covering them during the during the daytime to keep them cool and then at night he he a heater he turns into a heater at night to keep everybody warm how awesome is that you know. That is so awesome. So why am I going to worry about if my electricity going to go out? All I got to do is call on my father. Hallelujah. Why I got to worry about my water running going, going on when I can hit a rock and, and then walk the water come out of the rock? Because God is in everything. <laughs> the spirit, he who causes everything to be. The Holy Spirit causes everything to be. Everything to be. And look, and at the end of the, at the end, God, uh, Abraham, he, he, all he goes in, he does a sacrifice unto the Lord, and, and, and God said, mm, it smells so good, you know? Wow. Noah did the same thing. He, he, did, offer, he did, did build an altar and, and offer sacrifice unto God, and he was like, oh, this smells so good, this smells so good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Woo! But this takes me to the conclusion of my message for today, is Jesus. Yeah. Jesus, you know, Jesus, out of all that he did for us, Jesus, all that he done, amen, we don't seen him, we don't seen him heal, we did, but we know through record that he healed the sick, he gave sight to the blind, he raised the dead, he, he, he didn't raise dead one time, but he did it on several occasions. But when he did it to Lazarus, man, he that was that was one of the, and you know what? When it, when the Bible said that when he did Lazarus, he had to get rid of all the folks that didn't believe. Get out of here. You believe it. you sit up here laughing. Get take your laughing tail out of here and go someplace else. I imagine what he said. And now I can call Lazarus out too. Get out of here. Now he called him out. But we see, we see all is recorded about all these marvelous things that we believe when we know without a shadow of doubt we believe because we're not going to be like Dr. Thomas said only way I believe I got to see the, the nail print in your hand I got to see it in your feet I got let me stick my hand in your side where you got blasted at with a spear we don't need that why because we already have experienced his glory we've already experienced his grace we've already experienced his power his anointing I'm talking about the Holy Spirit and Jesus said, look, he said, look, I'm here. Three years, three years. Can you imagine? Three years. All the time, the 30 years of his life to prepare him for the last three years of his, of his life. Three years, 30 years, 30 years. And, and, and it's, doesn't, it, it's not so much about the 30 years that he lived. He was born in a manger, in a stable, a barn. Around animals, he king. He could have been. He 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 could have been. He could have been in Hill Hotel. You know, for real, for real. He could have. The angels of the Lord could have came down and moved everybody out of the uh, out, out out of the hotel and made room for him. 
But the purpose was that so for us to understand that no matter what state you're in, there's somebody, your greatness, Amen. because his spirit dwells inside of you. And it will. And that's the thing why they had to go into the upper room. Out of all the things, they see them rise up from the tomb. They see them walk down the street. Oh, look, that's Jesus. Won't he dead? How he coming back walking down the street? He dead. You know, then he's a ghost. And he sits down there. He just comes in there and sit down and eat with people. Some folks didn't even recognize him. He's a ghost. He don't even look the same no more. Don't you realize that when the Spirit of God come upon you, you don't look the same anymore. You don't talk the same anymore. You don't even walk the same. We walking. Now you're walking upright. You know everything changes about you. Over now, it don't change overnight. I thought it was. I thought when I got saved, Portia, that automatically I was gonna be good. But they didn't tell me that that tomorrow I'm gonna all hell and high water gonna break loose in my life. They tell me that my friends are going to run around like rampant, ain't going to want to hang out with me no more. They tell me that I might go around without no money in my pocket. You know what I'm saying? But they tell me that I would experience all of these things before I could mature into what he wants me to be. And still traveling down that road that, uh, that I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. But it's okay because today is good. Today is good. I already know that if I just, Dave, if I just get more of his anointing in my life and be endowed with his power going high as it were on the day of Pentecost and close the fire, then, then something else is going to happen. I will walk with boldness. I'll talk with boldness. I won't be afraid to say anything. My timidness, that shyness that, you know, because I used to be shy one time until I got filled with the Holy Ghost and then when I got filled with the Holy Ghost, I just started talking like crazy. I couldn't stop talking. I was like, what's going on? Every time I look around, I can't stop talking. <laughs> That's what it did. To the shy, stuttering young man and turned me into what I am now. And the more, the more I yield myself to his spirit, the more it changes. The more it changes. I'm looking forward to be able to walk among the people and people feel God, not Jesse. I'm looking for the time that the moment when I open my mouth and speak and people hear God, not Jesse. You understand what I'm saying? I'm looking to be to the point where God, his glory is upon me like it was upon Moses when he came down from the mountaintop. That I could go to the place where I could talk to God and God would be right there. And he said, well, hey, maybe just have an experience like Enoch had to be able to just walk out of this and walk into that. And I believe it because he is he who causes everything to be. Then if he causes everything to be, then guess what? Linda, Portia, D, David, Miss Jackie, Zoom, everybody on Zoom. We have the ability to cause everything to be. So we don't have to walk in the not anymore because we are in the be. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank God. I got to stop. I got to stop. Amen. Mm. But I thank you, Lord Jesus.
Man, Lord Jesus, I thank you, thank you, thank you. I have used it. You know, I, I, I know they said, I heard someone say, when there's a sound, there's a sound from heaven, there's something about to happen. And I believe right now in my spirit, I believe that there's something that's about to happen. There's God is about to move in a way that we've never seen him move in this place. Amen. Hallelujah. I know it's going to happen. It's, it's, I need you to bow your heads. Father, we thank you now, Lord Jesus. We thank you right now, Lord Jesus, that your word, oh God, your word does not come back void, oh God. And, and I know there's much more that we can talk about, about your spirit, oh God. And, and we don't even understand it till it's fullness. So we just touch, we just, we just step on surface about it. We step on the surface about it, about your spirit and God, but we want to indulge more in your spirit. We want to be consumed by your spirit. We want to be overshadowed by your spirit. Everywhere that we go, we want your spirit, God. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Father, even as we speak right now, Lord Jesus, transform our minds, our hearts, oh God. In Jesus' name, oh God, that we will be, we will be who you called us to be. That we will be and do what you called us to be and do, God. And that we, oh God, and because of your spirit that dwells inside of us, he who causes everything to be, now we are a different being. We are a spiritual creature, oh God, that you have already made us to be in the name of Jesus. God, have your way right now, Lord Jesus. Continue to move on into our lives. Forgive us for any sins that we may have committed, oh God, that we yeah. so that we, we can walk even closer. Not saying that we're gonna we're not gonna error. We know we're gonna say we're gonna have problems, oh God, but we thank you for your forgiveness and we thank yes. you for your grace yes. today, God, in Jesus' name, oh God. So we asking you now, Lord Jesus, take control, take control, take control of our minds. Because it's a mind thing, but most of all, take control of our heart. Because yeah. it's in our heart. If our hearts get right, then we can do. Because I believe Noah's heart was right. His family's heart was right. That's why you spared him. Hallelujah. And the animals didn't matter because they were they they won't know spiritual beings anyway. But you just kept them because you needed them to be producers of something else. But we thank you for your family, for the family of God. We thank you for Noah's family. We thank you for Abraham, Sarah, God, and Isaac. And that was the beginning of another, another generation. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We yes. thank you for all the sons in the name of Jesus. Thank you. The 12 sons of oh God. Now we ask in you, Lord Jesus, that you will continue to bless us, oh God, that you will continue to move upon us, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And Father, and if there be anything, oh God, that anybody needs, oh God, for you, God, you do it now in Jesus' name. And we thank you right now for all things. And God, now as we prepare for communion, oh God, we want to, we want you, oh God, to just whoo, bless this wafer, oh God, and, and this sanctified, oh God. And as we consume it, oh God, we just want you, God, to to just have your way. Heal our bodies, oh God. And I'm just going to say that. Heal our bodies, oh God. As we drink the juice, oh God, the breakfast is your blood. God, we want you to move, oh God, in the name of Jesus. But God, we thank you now for everything, oh God, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen.